the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, Saturday Night Edition, live YouTube. I am FF Larry Monkey, and I'm here with Mr. Run DFF himself, Justin Rogers. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, I'm just over here packing my house up. Everything is going through on this house sale, and I can finally relax from doing all the work around the house and just uh, have a few beers and talk football and not be so stressed out. So Number one, I have power for the very first time since Tuesday. So, <laughs> so there you go. Cheers to that. Yeah, we got hit with a big giant hurricane and we were supposed to have this amazing guest on Tuesday uh, and this hurricane hit and a boom, power goes out and then it was like, okay, maybe it'll come on. It just never came on and it actually never came on again until this morning and it's what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So unbelievably, we were just like, all right, we have this great guest. Let's figure it out. When, you know, what are you doing next week? Yeah, I don't know. This, or, um, this is going on. That's going on. And all of a sudden it was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And we got Casey Kasem with us. Uh, I'm ecstatic for uh, for a number of reasons, and we'll get into we'll get into some of those. But how are you doing? Uh, you just gave blood. What's going on? I mean, hey, let's. Um, let's... <laughs> you know, I'm doing good. Uh, I was sleeping for a nice portion of the day after. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we did give blood this morning, and never have this have I ever had this happen before. But it was one of those situations where. I didn't eat before I gave blood and basically thought I was going to pass out and vomit into my mask. So <laughs> that was fun. I got home and uh, just slept. Nice. Yeah. A mask vomit. I never, you know what? This yeah. whole mask thing is relatively new, obviously, to pretty much everybody. I never even considered the, the blow up mask. You're going to get nauseous and <laughs> you don't have time. <laughs> like, oh, God. It could actually be beneficial because it'll save yeah. you from, you know, I guess, ruining somebody else's I'm day go, yeah. i was gonna say I was I was definitely Jeez. in a baseball game one time and in, in trying to slam be, uh, beer and peanuts and was definitely trying to hold back some uh up chuck one time and might have hit a couple <laughs> that would have worked great thing. so yeah for people so I mean real quick I, I I haven't had too much interaction with Casey but we do have something we do there is a bond between us that, that I that I have and that started last year uh leading up to Scott Fishbowl nine it was I mean, you did this three, it wasn't even three, you marked it, it was, it was initially a three hour freestyle. Yeah. And then oh, you right. decided to take it like an extra hour, like, when, <laughs> like 20 minutes. And I was watching this and I was, on, it was on YouTube, just, just like we are now. And I'm, I'm watching this and she's just, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I don't know how the hell she's going to do three hours. <laughs> I'm like drowning in drinks the whole time. And yeah. there's like, there's like, like your peeps are in the background, just doing like their own thing. Yeah, at, they're like, just hanging out at the house. <laughs> You're in like the living room going like, just go, just Getting- taking care of it. And you get, I mean, I don't know. How, how are you able to pull that off? I have no idea. So that time, I don't know. I've never done that long of, <laughs> of anything, probably, you know, <laughs> one consecutive um, time. But I, I don't know how I pulled it off. I don't. Once you start drinking, I guess, you get a couple in you, then <laughs> time goes by a little faster. You know, Scott Fish is always giving some, giving out, like, fishbowl invites. And you're in the middle of your freestyle, and I'm, I'm just catching this. And you're like, all right, Scott Fish just gave me an invite. You know, who wants it? And I'm just like, holy shit, man. I'm like one of three viewers right now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your odds are pretty next, you know, good. Boom. Next thing I'm in the fishbowl, you know. And, oh, it was amazing. So, yeah, yeah that's our, that's the, I'll, I'll, you'll always have a place in my heart. Just for, I mean, and I and I tuned in for most of that, and I couldn't believe it. And then after the three hours, and you blew out. You were trying to raise like five hundred bucks. You raised almost double that, I think. 
for fantasy cares you just like i think you went like an extra hour too on top of that yeah i think yeah it was close to it might have been 34 i don't know i was like if, I, if we get this much more then i'll keep going and so someone would donate a little to get it over that and then i just keep you know so but it was real cool that scott came in and, and let me give out one of those um, spots because that's how i originally got into the scott fishbowl was her fantasy football was doing a thing with their podcast and where you commented and rated and everything. And right. I won that spot. So I knew how, how cool it was. I'm, I, I know Brandon and every, they were really excited about being able to give one out. So when Scott told me I could, I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, actually that makes three of us because during the potathon this year, uh, Scott was in the chat and he's like, uh, who's not in the Scott fishbowl? And so I put my name in there, whatever, and he did a drawing, and like three of us got in, and boom, hey, I was in the Scott That's Fishbowl. Awesome. And of yeah. course, this was like four hours before Larry and I go on, and I thought for sure I was going to be like, you know, the only guy in the potathon that wasn't in the Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> I, I bet they would have had <laughs> I didn't get to play that card. I just, so yeah, we all got it through like random drawing. So you have a, a t-shirt out there, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how, how did that come about? Where'd that come from? Oh man, Russ, so Dynasty Outhouse, he's the one who put it all together and because he, he he deals with those FF pod shirt um, for his, you know, podcasting uh, peeps. They got, they have a bunch of shirts over there. So we were, I think we were in, I think it was on Open Bar. Was it on Open Bar? It was either on Open Bar or Dynasty Game Night. Man, that's how <laughs> my brain is. I'm pretty sure it was Open Bar. And, um, but he said something about me having a t-shirt or I said something about how I wish I was cool enough to have a t-shirt because all these podcasts get to have t-shirts. And then the next oh my day it was like, you know what? Well, it, it just so happens that somebody's knocking on the door right now. I wonder who it is. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and it was, in fact, that you said, man, I wish I was cool enough to have a T-shirt. And I said, you are rad as hell, and I'm going to make you a T-shirt. So, <laughs> See, I missed out on some of the stuff with the you know, old alcohol in the system, but, but I, I knew the gist of it. <laughs> All right. So welcome awesome. to the outhouse. All right, man. Way to, um, you know, just drop in and uh, thanks for joining. Uh, we've been trying to get you on the show, but it's, oh man. I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. There's so many great personalities out there that, I mean, me and Justin are talking, let's get this one. Let's get that one. And then next thing you know, mm -hmm. it's like, like you could just plan it into next year. You know, there's so yeah. many great, great people to talk to. And did you come on this just so you could show off that sexy knee? Oh, yeah, this is, this is my podcasting pose. Like this is oh, I'm <laughs> right here. Is, that's the main attraction. <laughs> that's the main you gotta like get a sharpie and like put like a make a face on that knee or something, man. It could be like you, know, you like a ventriloquist type of thing, you know? Possibly. I was talking like football helmets or something. <laughs> oh, he's got his own his own brand right now. The, Look the at next that. Time I'm on, the next time on, I'm on Trade Addicts, I expect something cool like that. I'm just saying. All right, now right. I. Now I have, to make, I have to have something stupid in this freaking basement yeah, with all my kids right. down here. <laughs> so I, I want to, I, I do have a quick question for Outhouse because we both live in New Jersey. Uh, how long did you lose power? Uh, 15 hours. -ish. Ah, better than three days. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, about noon and then I got it back at, uh, got woken up at like five in the morning with uh, beeps and fire detectors letting us know that they're alive again. Mm. All right. Wonderful. That's the worst. <laughs> we had the power go out. We had the power go out at our place. I think someone ran into a, um, a light pole or whatever. And literally 4.30 in the morning, all the lights in the house yep. like, popped on and we're like, oh my gosh, what the hell? Yep. Of course, it was like nine million <laughs> in our house, so we were happy yep. that it did. 
you know, that's one off. lesson I did learn. I've learned to turn off light switches when you lose power right. because yeah. I have fallen victim to that many, many times where I'm in a nice, good mm-hmm. sleep and all of a sudden lights oh. and it's just like, nope, all right, I'm, a, I'm up now. All right. A bunch of gremlins running around trying to turn the lights off. Yeah. No, it, it, was, it was terrible. I got power back this morning uh, after Tuesday. So that was a number of days. I ran to, I ran and got a generator from Home Depot and that took that helped out the fridge. The two refrigerators and the I had a fan at nighttime, so whatever, man. I'm honestly shocked you could get one. Like I'm oh, shocked they weren't sold out. I went to like the fifth Home Depot. Yeah, like <laughs> that was in like, like, like four hours to the side west. of the radius. Yeah, yeah. I was out, I, I, I was there at seven thirty uh, in, in the morning. You were in there like central Pennsylvania. Is that where you were? Mm. <laughs> Almost, man. A place a town called Wachung. It's it's crazy to hear all this stuff because uh, I don't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> so I mean, I know what power that. going out is like, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> Not for days at time. Where are you at? Uh, I'm north of Dallas, so about 30 okay. minutes north yeah. of Dallas in a town called McKinney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Jones. losing power is so much easier without children. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. No. Yeah, for real. No shit. That's I don't like have kids, so world. I don't know, but I'm I'm just going to go ahead and it's, put it out there. Yes. I'm pretty yeah. sure. That <laughs> well, I'm from like Hurricane Alley down in, in Mississippi, so I'm, oh, okay. I'm so used to it. Like I was telling yeah. Larry, we were... We were without power when I was a junior in high school for like a week and without Jeez. AC for another 10 days after that. I mean, it's like, good gosh, here we go. So I, I want to address something that I didn't, that no one wants to, I mean, it just sucks. Uh, everything that's been going on in, at, uh, online with this whole Bobby Sylvester stuff, I luckily never heard of the guy before, but apparently he's a big fantasy pros guy and he th- did some dumb stuff on Twitter and he got called out for it. I am really proud to have Casey with us tonight just because I women should be in charge of things. Like men have had their shot. Women should just run things. Women should just be in charge of everything. I don't understand why they're not at this point. We failed on too many occasions, and it's pretty disgusting. But um, and I know that a lot of the women have to deal with a lot of bullshit online with trolls and stuff like that. And I and I know Casey, you've probably had your fair share of, of BS come your way. Uh, how do you deal with that stuff? I mean, I mean, is there different feelings toward just like oh, these guys or these people are just terrible or do you delete them? Because your DMs are open. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is that on purpose? Because some people <laughs> have their DMs open, you know? Yeah. They haven't been open. Like, the. I've been on Twitter for a really long time and I just recently opened them probably in the last year or two. Um, and sometimes I turn them off just because, like, it's not even people getting in there and saying mean things. It's just like a bunch of nonsense you have to go through to, like, <laughs> find the one person you actually want to talk to. Um, I'm not worried about what somebody on the internet's going to say about me or. Because that's the big thing that happens in my case when it comes to like these trolls or whatever. It's you're an it, you know, a lot of it is you're dumb, but I see that a lot for like dudes as well get that kind of stuff. So when it happens to me, cool. But when it happens to me and they want to throw a sweetheart, uh, honey, oh, you're, you're a woman, yeah. this, that, and the other kind of thing, it's like, hold on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I thought it was an egg and you didn't see my picture. <laughs> you know who I am like you know I'm right. talking about my wife for all you know you know so that kind of stuff and, and it always does it does with having your DMs open so it goes to a separate folder or whatever right so you can go in and like choose what you want to see and choose to let the person know that you saw it right. so I can see some of the crap people say 
and, and not have to respond and just act like I never even saw it. And so that's, that's good. But like for these, for the, the men who think that the internet is the place for them to go to flirt with women. And this isn't a yeah. game app. This is Twitter. This is, you know, the fantasy sites you write for. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you think that the things like that that you're saying are going to get you anywhere with most women, you are completely wrong. Uh, if you have a family and you don't want to and you don't even address the fact that not only did you, you know, disappoint all your fans and people that look up to you and all this other stuff, you have a wife and you have children. So like I've because I've actually had somebody come into my Facebook and do that kind of stuff. Right. Where they're married and they want to talk to me before I was married. And I'm like, why, why do you think that? I mean, it's creepy. Yeah, cool. It just doesn't, right. it doesn't feel right to know that this person, especially like on Facebook, that this person can see who my, you know, mutual friends are and if we have any or right, right, where right. I am. And I know you can go in there and change your privacy settings, but Twitter is a whole new ballgame for me because I have that public and out to the open. It's not right. like Facebook where I have. Now, jumping to, I mean, you're you're a woman in fantasy sports. Do, have you experienced? Do you feel that you're at maybe at a disadvantage sometimes in this business? Have you experienced anything like that, or has everything just seemed kind of normal? And no, I, people? I I think being a woman in this industry is actually actually an advantage. First and foremost, I mean the pool. You know, mm. when people want to say Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, blah blah blah. You know, female rappers. They don't look at them. It's just rappers, and I think that. Right. A lot of people just, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Uh, uh, elevates. But yeah, but exactly. But then we get to come on, women get to come on with the men. So for every one woman, there's three guys in the, in, <laughs> on the podcast. Or whatever. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Casey, let's see. <laughs> one woman, there's like 100 dudes. Yeah, there, 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 there are. There are. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's honestly like. My wife is a fan of fantasy football. She thinks I'm crazy for like how I am on Twitter. She doesn't even have a Twitter. And I think a lot of like women, yeah, I like to write about sports or talk about sports, but they don't think go to Twitter and find the dynasty or the redraft or the whatever, you know, hashtag or find, you know, the, the community that there is. Like if I was to go up to a random person who has no idea anything like this exists, that there's all these fantasy football websites and just told them, oh yeah, I met up with a bunch of people from Twitter that I don't yes. really know in real life. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I, I, most of my friends are like, whatever, when it comes to Twitter. And I think Twitter has been such a a focal point in helping women with getting involved with fantasy football, because that's another reason to have your DMs open. If, if there's a woman out there that I'm not following or, you know, uh, and she wants to talk to me, then at least I, I've had that happen where people come in and be like, and not even women, men too, who will be like, well, I want to, I want to write. I want to do, how did you get involved? How do you do this? Recently, uh, Larry and I have been like, okay, let's bring in more of the women of fantasy football, because it's mm -hmm. not that you guys, I wouldn't say like Larry was asking, are you a disadvantage? No, you're not a disadvantage. But at the same time, okay, so of all the, the four of us that are on screen right now, none of us played any high level football. So, but there's still this person, this, you know, why are you judging? Idea. Me? <laughs> I about to say, you don't know me. Okay, well, I'm six foot a buck 70, and, and all I do is run. Larry, wow. I don't know. I don't know. No, Larry, you don't and Casey, I'm fairly certain you didn't play college football. So here uh, we are. Uh, I was hoping for a scholarship. It just never came through. Yeah. You know, yeah. Happened. So all these people that say, oh, you're a chick. You can't know anything about football. Okay. We're all dudes. Don't <laughs> We're all in the same boat. Yeah. So I hate that response when I hear it. Like, I'll see it on Facebook posts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and, and there's still dudes out there that say stay in the kitchen or some bullshit like that. 
And it's well, like insulting me came from the kitchen. Oh, like, I, I, all I had a everything. fantasy football team name that said staying in the kitchen. And yeah. <laughs> because there were guys in that league. See, and that's a problem too with guys in the leagues that you're in. Sometimes they don't want to be in a league with a woman, which is ridiculous and sexist. Shoot, I, brought, I brought my wife into one and I, I think I was telling it during the Ryan McDowell yeah. show we had. I brought my wife in and she beat me three years in a row in the regular season. There you go. See that happen. I swear she, she it was her choice to leave the league. I didn't kick her out. <laughs> You're like, so, I'm tired of you winning. It's time for somebody else. <laughs> so uh, getting back to that Ryan McDowell show, we talked about our spouses and their their involvement in our lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know, how much they're in, involved in it. How, so. Casey, how about you? How is your how's your wife? You say you just said but earlier that she kind of is into it a little bit or how's that go? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that I got really hardcore in fantasy football as we were dating. Not when we first started, I wasn't like I am now. So she did, she had no clue what was coming. I didn't have any idea either. She is, she, she's in our home league. So I have a, a, a league that I do every year with a bunch of women. It's all women, the fantasy league. Um, so we do it in person. I, um, my heart is breaking this season cause I want to do it in person, but that's another thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so it's all women. But every year, one or two don't want to be back in the league. They're like, you know, it was fun, but I just don't have time or it was fun. But, you know, I've got, you know, it's way too much stuff going on in my life right now to be able to focus on fantasy football. Cool. Well, I got my wife to join in a couple of years back. She's been uh, she did pretty well last season. Um, the season before we were together um, playing each other to get into the championship game, and there wow. was a correction that ended up happening. Oh, so I ended up going. She was supposed to. So she was like, yeah. Nice. It was like the, I'm pretty sure it was Alvin Kamara. It had something to do with the end of the game. Or it was Zeke. One of those. I think it might have been the Zeke, actually. I think there was a big whoa. So anyway, um, yeah. So it was like a point two or something. Like between the both of us. And it, it was, was just right. yeah. <laughs> It was like a fumble or something. It was just enough to... Right. So, so Outhouse, I mean, your wife is actually known as Mrs. Outhouse on Twitter, I believe. Is that still, is that her current handle? Yes, that is the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Does she she need more followers? Does she need more followers? How do you feel about Dynasty Outhouse? (laughs) Okay, so that's actually a multi-layered question. Let's start with how does, how does Mrs. Outhouse feel about fantasy football? Fucking hates it. She hates everything to do with football. Uh, it's it's sort of similar to with you, Casey. When I first got with my got together with my wife, I mean, I've been with her since I was like eighteen. I was like a big hockey fan. I had nothing to do with football. I didn't really start liking football till like a year or two before we got married. And I was clearly not this into it when we did get married. So it didn't. We were already locked together by the time this craziness happened. So yeah, she hates 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 <laughs> football with a passion. Uh, she is actually we, but still proud of all this shit I've put together with this, you know, Dynasty Outhouse and Trade Addicts. Like, I I think it's just like, oh, you've never actually done anything in your life and now you've done something, so good for you. Which I still don't understand why she went with the Mrs. Outhouse tag because, again, she she hates fantasy football. But there's this little part of her that's just like, okay, maybe I don't hate you, so I'll go along for with you. But God, just don't talk to me about it and just try and let me not know it exists. So just this is Justin's first Scott Fishbowl. This is my second outhouse. How many have you been in? This is my third. This is your third. So Casey, yeah. this, this is, is like your sixth? That's my is sixth. That true? 
six yeah. Scottish Bowl. I have a lot to show for it too. <laughs> but yeah. Well, you know, there's only like five people that have much to show for it. Yeah. Have you have you gone with different strategies each year? You've gone with the same strategy. What was your best finish? What was your worst finish? I mean, let's. See, I, I'd love to hear some of your fishbowl history, being in so many. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, actually, like think back. So, the first year I played, I only won two games in the regular season um, oh yeah it was really bad it was re- it was one of those situations where you're like oh my gosh this is how scott fishbowl is why do so many people want to be in it I i'm like then i learned hey those rules they're actually really important to read like really make sure you're drafting correctly and you don't end up with joe flacco as your number one quarterback and yeah so i mean the fact that i actually won two games that season i mean those that team or those teams must have felt real <laughs> real bad about themselves losing to me. Yeah. Um, Super I, don't, <laughs> I think my best my best season probably so you look back like when playing against like 400 and however many guys or and women and ha- see there's another word that guy is saying but anyway <laughs> um people in general to, to where it is now where it's like crazy amount of people that are playing and just being signed up for it there's so many like mm-hmm. you have such a hard more difficult time getting in a scott fishbowl than you did back in the day when there were only full of people that made it in i got in with the rating and subscribing so that was pretty cool i was a fan for most of the time i've been i think i've been an analyst for two years maybe middle of one year i changed into an analyst and not a fan anymore but like being a fan who was able to get in it multiple times that's like something to look forward to if you're a fan like to see that i was able to do that and then i mean i met so many people through the scott fishbowl that now I write for a site, I have a podcast, I get to talk to guys like you about dope stuff that I, you know, not never in a million years be able to talk to anybody else about because our wives and family and everything, they don't want to hear things. Uh, <laughs> but um, my wife says, my wife says obsess, obsession, I say passion. Yeah. I I mean, why you're in the <laughs> right now. My wife <laughs> says, you have a podcast on a Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> you're going back to like the office on Monday. Why are you? <laughs> I gotta go hang out with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not my fault that nature decided to be a dick. It was, you know, so. But yeah, Scott Fishbowl. Back to Scotty. Scotty Fish. Um, or the one time that I can remember hardcore getting, being in Scott Fishbowl, being in the chats with the people that were actually in um, the same division with me. I, it was in uh, Scott Fishbowl 7. And that's how I met Gabe Gearing. So Man Bun, another, you know, so like... I'm looking at that right now and seeing that <laughs> I've been all over the place and my strategies, I'm pretty sure they've been all over the place too. Like, so right. this is why I can't win because I can't freaking find the right thing. <laughs> Obviously that's what happens when you can't win. The you problem is like, well, you know, you'll be like, okay, well that strategy last year worked. Let me try that. And not change the damn rules. Change enough the to, rules. Yeah. But yeah. this year I took two quarterbacks first. Boom, boom. Oh, you went hardcore on the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see if I'm overcompensating, but did you go wide wide receiver heavy again this year? No, thankfully. But (laughs) I I, I actually, it pained me. I didn't take a wide receiver until the sixth round. 
Okay. And yeah. I didn't even plan to, but it's just like Calvin Ridley was sitting there in the sixth. I'm like, this how am I gonna pass on Calvin Ridley in the sixth? Right, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. that that started the downfall of that. But I did draft Darius Geis, so that did not go well. Yeah. Yikes. There's a lot of people that are really upset about his about him right now. So uh, I, yeah. I mean, screw that guy, but you know, I liked him as a talent, but uh, yeah. well there was the there was a really low floor and a really high ceiling, and he found a really, really that he found a floor he, lower than what we thought. I was about to say he found a floor we did not know was three floors lower than the floor we yeah, had picked. Exactly. Yep. It's like the, that movie, The Platform. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys right. know that. I mean, instead of like hitting the floor, he just go. He went. He rented a jackhammer and it got was like down. one of those cartoons yeah. where like he keeps falling right. down through the floor and there's like the outline of his body <laughs> into the floors. Though so, um, going yeah. back to the getting into, I never got into the SFB as a fan actually my first well, two years of applying for six and seven i i did not get in and then we started trade addicts in like march and then i applied and i was like all right but you know what i'm gonna put down analyst because i'm starting a podcast in like three weeks i have the idea for it so i put down analyst and i somehow got in yeah, yeah but I, I tried for two years before i i actually got in yeah. I'm, I, I'm technically in as an analyst even though i got in during the fishbowl Potathon, or as like outhouse. Did you did you catch our uh, Potathon appearance? No, <laughs> no, uh, he was no, no. I, I didn't even go back and listen to it. But there's no way in hell I was catching that live. No chance that outhouse is going to be awake at two thir- three well, thirty. You can watch it again. Like you can watch it again. Yeah, that's what I had to do. No, I, I I won't give Sal and Kev the satisfaction of knowing that I went back and listened to their voices when I didn't have to. <laughs> Well, it might be a rumor we're starting soon, so just keep, oh, yeah. keep an eye out. I, have have any of you current. ever made a trade with Kevin Cotillo before? I'm actually working on it right now. <laughs> oh, really? Is it in HQ1? <laughs> no, no, it's in uh, one of Bosch's leagues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everything is fine. He named it after uh, the good place, Got to it. which I named my team the Dynasty Shirt House. Oh, there you go. Uh, what uh, was the last time you used an actual uh, outhouse? Outhouse. I mean, like legit outhouse. Never porta potty. Man, it's, it's still been a few years for that. Oh, you mean like an, yeah? Okay, outhouse. Okay, well, so have like has anyone else wooden structure with a hole in the ground? It's yeah. I've never done that. Has but anyone like, else in this room used an outhouse? Like an no? actual outhouse? Yeah, an actual, an actual outhouse. outhouse no. Never. I bet. I mean, Justin not a porta potty. Justin probably he lives in Mississippi, man. He probably. No, no, it's not, I used it in Wyoming because I lived in Yellowstone <laughs> and at the top of mountains. They would have like an outhouse. So I'd be up like 10,000 feet and like, man, I got to use the restroom. And there's an, a literal outhouse. Now, Mississippi, we got you're on the mountains. There's bathroom all around you. I was going to say, um... Look, when you want to, there's a lot of places to do some things, but if you got an outhouse, you might as well just pick it up. That's why, I mean, yeah, outhouse. So, outhouse, you're on top of a mountain. That I mean, yeah, and you're there to I'm help. I'm telling you, you, don't close the door on those ones. You <laughs> don't close just, the door. There. You have the greatest Protective. view in the entire world with the door oh. wide. Though there's an advantage up there. I'm just saying. Just but saying. If, I mean, Porter John, Porta Potty, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I've been in a gazillion of those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a big music festival guy, so I, I mean, you've done a lot of things besides pissing shit in a in a house. In a porta potty, if you've been to some music festivals, I'm just saying. Probably, yeah. yeah, right, right. yeah. I can't believe you did coke off of a porta potty toilet. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh seriously, Larry, you have a problem. Outhouse, you've gotten some of those <laughs> random like one thirty in the morning jump on a podcast with yeah. with Larry text, right? 
or oh, DM. Oh whatever. my God. Yes. I have. I laughed when he's like, we've been scheduling for like months out and I'm like scheduling, dude, you DM me at any given time with just a link and you don't say anything. <laughs> that's not, that's not scheduling. See, thing. The thing is I schedule stuff because it's so freaking fun to like talk to people and be like, yo, I'm scheduling you. Oh man. I feel so fancy. <laughs> oh, this and miss. I get celebrities on my podcast. Hey. I was on uh, the, I was on the fantasy timeline. Oh, Dap Network. Our, our compadres. Yeah. Josh Valentin and Super Duper Fleck. And they're, uh, they were like, all right, man. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And, and they were like, all right, we can get you on. It's like, it's like two, two, three months. And I'm like, what? Like, I had to like put it on my personal, I like write it on my calendar in my kitchen because it was so far oh, out. Like, you're such an old man. Use Google <laughs> Calendar or something. I use a regular ass calendar too. So. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it, like that happens to me every once in a while, but it's like it's just like people like when people are bored. Like you, you is when my calendar for trade addicts fills up because everyone's just like, <laughs> "Man, what are you doing? Let's get on." I'm like, "All right, sure." sure. Hey, man, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Let's get on. Oh, okay. Well, next week's bad. Sure. Yeah, hey, man, what are you doing? Let's get up. Oh, shit, man. Three weeks. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think I ever ask anyone to be on my pod anymore. Now it's just like when people ask me, I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, sure." Right. Yeah, man. It's well, fun because you're so cool. That's what it is. That's because I'm far too lazy and I don't have the balls to like I don't have the balls to be like, hey man, you want to be on my pod? Because then if they say no, I may just start crying. And see, that's yeah. the good thing about Larry. Larry yeah. has all the balls in the world. He'll he'll message yeah. anybody. Hell, he's already yeah. messaged that, That's him. like like they're like with the DAP network, there's like an amount of uh, you know, again, like we're talking about the misogyny that we're using balls to be encouraged. But if there was a, a total level of chutzpah that we're on a podcast network, Rocky from the Dynasty Junkies stole almost all of ours. Doesn't they had a the Dynasty Junkies had a podcast for like a week and a half, and he's DMing Scott Fish, Ryan McDowell, just be like, "Hey, come on, JJ Zacharyson." And I'm like, "Dude, I've been on for two something years, and I still, I don't, I like, I, yeah, yeah, like, I, 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 I mean, every once in a while, I talk to some of these people, and I'm still too afraid to ask them." Larry got Ryan on our show. I have no idea how the hell he pulled that off. I mean, I don't know what kind of fellatio he did in the background. <laughs> is, that the okay. or is that politically correct when you say fellatio? Is it, I is mean, that, that is like... actually literally the politically correct term. <laughs> yeah, yes. right, right. I mean, I could have said you gave him a BJ under the countertop, but, you know, whatever. Oh, so, my goodness. You do what you got to do, man. Hey, and there's Super Duperflex right now. There he is, Super Duperflex. So, Casey, have you ever DM'd an NFL yep. player? Have I ever DM'd an NFL player? Yeah, so a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 uh, you guys may or may not know him. He's an actor. Wasn't that thing you do? Yeah, he's a he's a pretty dope dude. But anyway, he's huge, a huge fantasy football fan, right? Like all he wants to do is talk about fantasy football. So I had messaged him and asked him if he wanted to come on our podcast, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like he was like asking me about the Scott Fishbowl, how 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 he should like look into the draft and, and and the rules and everything. And and so after he said yes, I was like, all right, well let me try to ask a couple other people if they'll come on. <laughs> so of course I go on Instagram where you can message whoever and uh i'm like like, austin eckler i saw you were talking fantasy eric Eric ebron i saw you were talking fantasy. so i mean of course they never responded but it was a fun like uh, i'll shoot these are people i really there's no way in heck i'll ever actually come in contact with them if it was like 
I don't know. I, I think I get more freaked out about asking, like, I don't know, high, high, high fantasy football analyst. I'm not going to name one name because there's tons of them that are like, I think I'd be more nervous to meet them in real life than freaking Eric Ebron. So those are the people that I'm like, I don't know if I should ask them. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, and I got blocked on Twitter too. I got blocked by Jonathan Stewart on Twitter for talking yeah, smack. I love to t- I love to tell that story because he blocked me for you know how they're like everybody's like don't at football players don't don't on your fantasy yeah. which you shouldn't. But I was giving my opinion and I did not tag him at all. But he does a name search and there you go. So yeah. people like that. <laughs> and imagine the work a man named Jonathan Stewart, Stewart. has to do to find him actually when searching a name. <laughs> That's like one of the most generic names ever. But he went out of his way to name search and try yeah. and find people talking That's about what, him. And then that's really funny with Twitter because there'll be some like semi-popular people, semi-celebs that, who was it? Hoodie Allen or whatever, like this <laughs> rapper kid that wants to get it. <laughs> like he searches Wait, his name. That can't be real. That's a real person. No, really. Oh yes, his name's Hoodie totally. Allen. And I said he, I don't know. I think I said he sucked or something, but I didn't like <laughs> at him. And then he did a name search and he was like, oh, remember when you said this about me? Like two years after I posted it, I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Hoodie Allen. Oh, okay. but that's, that's, that's a wonderful name. I, I just have to put that out there. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm like way too old to even have a clue who this dude is. Oh, about. I have no idea, but that's just. So he's just a you. white, white, you know, like college frat rap kind of guy. Has to be Jewish, right? Like no one else would name themselves after Woody <laughs> Allen unless you're like the ridiculous Jew guy. <laughs> But that's oh, that's freaking brilliant to think to name a rapper <laughs> after Woody Allen. Is just... Yeah, I mean that's the only clever part of the whole sh- oh. shebang. But hey. so I have a, I have a question for Outhouse, the Seattle Seahawks fan, uh, Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon? Oh, Josh Gordon, easily. Uh, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Who's a better football Josh player? Gordon, the answer is Antonio whoever Brown. Says, but whoever says that. <laughs> Josh I'm an outhouse, but go ahead. Go ahead, Russ. I mean, clearly Antonio Brown's a better football player just because he's, he went years of being probably the best in the league. But still, let's face it, he's he's suspended regardless for at least eight games, which I read can be extended, expand, made longer. And let's Josh Gordon, the reason he kept getting kicked out, it's not really illegal anymore. Yeah, and that dude is a beast of a human being. So imagine Josh Gordon on one side, DK Metcalf on the other. Oh my God! Like that's. Did you just kick Tyler Lockett off of the damn Seahawks? What happened? I mean, here? on on two two white end sets, maybe kind of. He's a slot guy. I'm really disappointing you, Russ. I love Tyler Lockett, but he's a slot guy. Mm-hmm. Those dang slot guys. Seriously, I don't know that Josh Gordon is kicking Tyler Lockett off the field. I'm just saying they just slide him out wide. I put, mean, maybe put, not at first, but if I'm really, did, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. You, I thought you had more love for Tyler Lockett. Than I that. have a lot of love for Tyler Lockett, but the dude does well out of the slot. He's a slot receiver. Josh Gordon is a gigantic man who should play on the outside. Let's see. I want to have a question for everyone. What is the the most obscure? football jersey that you own that like that's almost borderline embarrassing that you own this player's jersey a buffalo bills drew bledsoe jersey i like that it was well yeah of course you do and it's funny because i got it at like some like ridiculous like value city or something like really it was it's not it's not legit at all but and it was on a clearance right. rack because I just for some reason I saw it and I'm like I need to own this like I so, it was yeah. on 
It was on um, AliExpress.com and it took like six weeks to get to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, it was in a store. A store in New Jersey had a really weird, bad looking Buffalo Bills Drew Bledsoe jersey, and I couldn't pass that up. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Casey, you got anything anything um, worth bragging about? No, I didn't so like all my jerseys are kind of just boring jerseys. Uh, <laughs> they're cool. Um I I mean they're all cowboys jerseys, so I mean which first what, of okay, all, they're all so they're all most, gross and obscure. Most and of them, gotcha. everyone hate the Cowboys, so they're probably all interesting to us. Yeah, they're all very a bunch Let's, of no, Roman jerseys. Color. Which oh. which jerseys? God. Oh. See, the problem is I don't like wearing blue and I don't like wearing white. I so, hate white. Oh, so you don't like wearing cowboys jerseys. Copy but I it. the blue, I think I have more blue jerseys than I do white jerseys, but I think my favorite jersey is a white jersey. So because of the player oh, or just because no, because of the way it looks. I don't know. I, it was a so, gift and I and I like it. So. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Romo jerseys. What else, who else you got from the cowboys? So I have Rome, a bunch of Romo jerseys. I have a Witten jersey that my wife bought me. I have a Travis Frederick jersey. Oh, <laughs> he's, that's awesome. Oh retiree, my gosh! Retiree Travis. Frederick. I wish it fit. So um, yeah, right. soon hopefully. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I have a Travis Frederick jersey. I, I was like, it was one that I had a custom order and all that stuff. But I was like, look, the at the time the only one they had was his old number, and he had changed his number, and I wanted the number that he had changed to, not his old number. I don't know what I, I don't know. So I was like, you guys ever gonna have oh. any? And they're like, ah, Travis Frederick? No, <laughs> we're not gonna have Travis. Mel Kuiper <laughs> hated that pick, man. Mel Kuiper was, was just like he was he was more pissed about that. <laughs> Pick and I and I was just like they could, they took a center if they needed a center what the fuck it's the first round whatever <laughs> yeah so there is there's only one jersey in my house and it just so happens to be an Ezekiel Elliott Cowboys jersey and it's not mine <laughs> so my wife my wife is a very 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 casual football fan and she's a ca- very 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 casual Mississippi State fan which is where Dak went to school. So Dak goes to the Cowboys, so she's that. And then her first season in uh, fantasy football, she drafts Zeke. And so we called him Baby Daddy for, you know, three years. <laughs> he was Baby Daddy. So we were going to a Falcons in, uh, at, the new, at the new stadium, the Falcons-Cowboys. And uh, Casey, if you remember that game, it was great. I'm a Falcons fan, by the way. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, I wore a, t-shirt, a Falcons t-shirt and she wore her jersey and we rolled in there and the Falcons sacked Dak nine times or what? I think, I literally think it was nine times. It was, it was probably perfect. one of those games where I was like, get Dak out of there. Boo Dak. Well, we need a new quarterback. Name, the left tackle was out. Um, what's his oh. name? And he was suspended and it got ugly real quick. Oh, yeah. Really quick. I mean, I have a, I have a Stephen Hill jersey. That's my that's my contribution to this conversation. I was going to say, which ridiculous Jets player do you have? Yeah, I have a Stephen Hill jersey. And, and actually, ridiculous. there's probably like there's probably like a half dozen jerseys that that Larry has. It's just that's the worst. I just want to wear it just to get it dirty. I just want to use it just so. I mean, I don't know. I wore it to like when I, when I when I used to work. Oh. Excuse me, I'm a stay at home dad, so uh, <laughs> I can just work when I want. <laughs> Back when I used to work, they had like the the, the jersey, you know, the Super Bowl party at work where everyone wears their jersey, and I rocked my Stephen Hill, my Stephen Hill jersey. <laughs> he was probably out of the league already. <laughs> People were just like, "What the fuck are you wearing a Stephen Hill jersey for?" <laughs> I was like, "At I least wear that to a Jets game where you can com- commiserate right. with people." Larry, Bill's in the chat saying uh, that he has a Vilma Jets jersey, so you need to invite him up to the Meadowlands and uh, take him to a game or something. Yeah, man. Well, Bill's out in Detroit. 
So he's on the Motor City. So maybe uh, I, don't know what, I don't know what he's doing with a Vilma Jets jersey, but okay. <laughs> that's yeah, not exactly yeah. something that's. Hey, a hot you you come to the metal. You come to the Meadowlands. I will buy you a ticket to a Jets game. Yeah, so, this year, this season. <laughs> yeah, I will buy you a cardboard cutout. <laughs> like yeah, it costs outhouse like twenty bucks, so it's fine. You know, it's Jets. Jets tickets are so cheap; it's wonderful. Yeah. Right, right. You're not going to the well, Giants game. Hold on. So we, we got to do the sponsor read. Are you guys familiar with Hot Box Batch hot sauce? Hot Box Gourmet Batch. Just keep reading, man. Keep it going. <laughs> well, here you go. Get through it. That's get through it. Larry takes his time with words. So. Well, here it is. This is what. This is why I, I can edit it. So I, I enter. I you know when we're doing. Read live, it I've got some stuff. That stuff is good, man. It's, it's really okay. good. So. Yeah, we'll get into it. So yeah, uh, we got some Hot Box, some Gourmet Small Batch hot sauce. Delivered to me and Justin this week. I made a, a grilled chicken sandwich, and I used the hot box batch, and it was delicious. And it has uh, had the perfect amount of heat. It was very, it was yummy. It has some good taste, nice afterburn, which is very important. So I want to tell you really quick, and then Justin maybe will get into his experience. This is quite possibly the most deliciously intense condiment on earth. Hot box will make you forget what food is like without it. Satisfaction and addiction guarantee. Ooh. Okay, so this stuff is legit good. It's legit good. Like not not because I got a free bottle. I, I got the bottle on Friday last week, and I've had so much stuff going on at the house trying to sell it. So I get up Saturday morning. I'm working in the yard, getting some stuff done, and uh, I finish that. I come inside. My wife has sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits set up, and I was like, "Well, let me try this new hot sauce." So I, pack, I pull it out of the package, put a little wrapper off, throw a little on there. Take a bite. I'm like, oh, I need a lot more of this on there. Let's do this. That stuff was, and you know, today I saw on Twitter, Bo is the guy who makes this. And he had said something about a bagel with, it was like a breakfast bagel or whatever. I had done the same thing with a breakfast. Mm -hmm. Guys, if if you can get a hold of this stuff and you know you can, I think it's, uh, what's the discount we're offering with our. Uh, oh, I forgot about the best part. So you, Ooh. when you go to hotboxbatch.com and God dang it, it's hotboxbatch.com. And you enter in the code SPICY, you'll get 20% off your entire order. Ooh. Just listening yeah. to this podcast. We do not promote the code. We only do it on the pod. It's the only time you get to hear it. Yeah. Spicy, so put in, your total order. Yeah, put in SPICY on hotboxbatch.com and uh, get you a bottle of that stuff. Because, I mean, I have not used it since because I've been hustling my way around. I had, I had to go out of town. But I guarantee tomorrow morning I'm gonna throw it on my eggs again. So. I'll tell you what too. I bought a, I bought some wings today and I was gonna grill them up, but it just didn't. The day did not unfold the way I wanted it to. I had a big lunch. My wife, we had a, my wife's friend from college came down with her two daughters. That's a, that's a, like a three hour drive down. Anyway, we ordered lunch, ordered in, and I got from the Westfield Diner outhouse. I got a chicken parm sub with bacon and it was delicious <laughs> and, uh, it, it limited my dinner i could not do the wings for dinner and i was going to go to all out hot box batch on the wings and give give everyone a so you'll have to wait for next week's episode when i give the the actual wings review of the hot box batch Hold on. i just went to the site i just went to the site and you guys need to hear this Quite possibly the most delicious, intense condiment on planet Earth. And if Elon wants to send it into space, the universe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it based on that description alone. Even the marketing is good. I'm just saying. 
you know, that is going let's get it. It's good stuff. And next week we'll have a little deeper of a review for this this uh, this hot sauce. But <laughs> getting it back to the hot hot box batch, uh, Scott Simpson actually, if you go to his page on Twitter, cooked them, themselves an order of hot box batch wings and eats them live on Twitter yesterday. So maybe we'll get him on the show soon. Kind of put so it out there. I don't know if I want to sit there and watch someone eat wings. I don't know if that's really disgusting. my deal. And if you know who Scott is, he's got that monstrous beard. And to watch a yeah. guy, you know, try to like work his way through wings, <laughs> the beard, man, holy Ooh. shit, bro. I mean, oh my gosh. To- that's that is what you need to drop in someone's DMs. I can eat all these wings. Like. Yeah, man, you got to watch with one eye open for sure, man. That that video. But yeah, uh, on yeah. that wonderful note, I need to call it a night, everybody. All right, Adam. well, thank you for stopping by, my man. Thanks for actually letting me come on one of these days. Yes, yes, yes. We'll uh, we'll get you on proper one of the one, one, at, a, at a later date, my man. But thank you for popping in, and we appreciate it. Dynasty Outhouse, everyone. Yay. Yay. Outhouse not in the house now. Outhouse oh. out. Outhouse out. <laughs> nice, dude. So Casey Kasem, you write for Fighting Chance. What is the what's the website? I write for Fighting Chance Fantasy. And <laughs> you can find a lot of her articles there. Awesome article about five XFL players that like might have a, sh- a legit shot in the NFL. And I'm a PJ Walker guy. I mean, he was one of your guys that you had up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were there was there was five guys and some and a couple guys you may have heard of, but the, the but PJ Walker, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, he lit it up in the XFL, and he's only what is he? He's behind Teddy Two Gloves, who really was playing on a Super Bowl caliber team last year, where he only had to hold the fort down. He's never really played any meaningful football in a number of years due to his that, that knee injury he had, and the fact that he's not very good. But yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that part too. But yeah, man, I mean, what what do you think, man? You think PJ Walker has a shot of seeing the field this year? Perhaps anybody? Yeah, he's the direct you know, backup. The thing is, okay, so I wrote that article like pre, like COVID nineteen being like, oh wow, it's still here. It was it was right when the XFL was like deuces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I had a feeling that maybe the you know if the coronavirus was still around, there wasn't a. a, a vaccination or anything then i mean these guys might have a shot you know because they're gonna they're gonna need bodies why not get bodies that um have done it and just recently played football so i mean it's not like they haven't been you know athletic and 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 staying in shape and stuff it's just like the luck of the draw you're not good enough to be on an nfl roster but now you might be and some of them like probably are better than the guys in the nfl right so yeah um, he's one of those guys. I think PJ Walker is that if he was starting, he, I mean, he, I feel like he is starting quarterback quality. Um, he's a quarterback. yeah. So like, if you have him on your roster, like if you were to even like pick him up in like a dynasty league or whatever, and you basically get him for nothing. I mean, you can get him for nothing and you have him on your roster so that when, if, when, whatever Teddy Bridgewater goes down, then I mean, they can plug him in and I don't think that they're going to look horrible. I think, I think he'll put up nice, he'd put up nice stats if you were to actually have him in the game. I mean, I feel like out of all the guys you posted, Donald Parham, tight end of the Chargers. That's my guy. I really like him. Well, the thing is, so I didn't really watch the XFL, but I mean, Dallas is the team he played on when he was in the XFL, and um, I would see I would see highlights from him, and I and I would go back and record those games so I could wa- just so I could watch him play because that is like when you think of tight end and you look at 
Donald Parham, he's what you think. He's what you want as at your tight end position. So, I mean, there's a shot. I'm not saying that he's going to actually get to play, but I think he has a, a good shot. I mean, with the quality of tight ends that are in the league, I mean, where there's a group of them that are all the same, all right. the same, basically. I mean, he could, you know, well be in that spot as well. You know, like if he if he was to have a shot, I know he's had a shot in the past, but he looked good um, when he was playing with Dallas. And Hunter Henry, he can't. Hunter Henry has, has shown that he really cannot stay healthy. I was yeah. going to say he's not exactly the the picture of health there. So there's opportunity. Yeah. So, and you know, going back to the PJ Walker thing, I, from what I'm understanding, he's ahead of Will Greer, which is unfortunate because I have a few Will Greer shares. <laughs> he's so cheap. But uh, I mean, with this whole COVID thing, who knows? He might he might yeah. not start in a couple games. So. Yeah. It's a good call, and and I think he's kind of been a hot a hot name, you know, kind of spicy. So uh, just keep rolling with that. I like it. I like it. I like it. Jordan Reed. We 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 talked about tight ends just now. Does Jordan Reed have any value at all? Is he going to be a a, a target monster uh, for for San Francisco? <laughs> Larry, how much have you been drinking? How much have you been drinking, Larry? <laughs> Brooklyn Summer Ale. It's it's yummy. Is that like a high volume, high alcohol content it beer? It's five point something. So you must have had a lot of them to think that Jordan Reed's going to be a high volume, high threat guy to George Kittle, right? You know, fucking <laughs> a man, you know. I don't know. Jordan Reed like a funny thing to, to bring up right now. I, but it just <laughs> he, he could never stay healthy, and he I really don't. When I found out he was going to be back in the league, like that a team signed him. No, you don't need any more concussions. You don't. You just don't. Yeah. Now, jumping back. Well, go ahead. Jumping back to um, to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Now, Casey, you you have a story about didn't Zeke Elliott snub you during some like appearance show or trade show or something where? Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear about this. I want to hear about this. Okay. Uh, oh I was wondering because I feel like <laughs> um, I don't know if people are tired of this story, but I still tell it because I love it. I love <laughs> it's in my brain. Okay, so mm -hmm. I went to there was a fantasy football convention that went on in Dallas a couple of times. Um, it was the one that Tony Romo's cousin was in charge of and all of that jazz. Woo. Um, and uh, anyway, we went uh, to the 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 conference and. Um, they had a bunch of guys there that you could get autographs from, but they didn't really tell you who you were waiting in line to get autographs from and, and things of that nature. Well, when they finally do tell you there's already a line around the building and it could be some, it could be Johnny Manziel or it could be Zeke Elliott. Well, there was a line for Zeke Elliott that was like crazy around the building. Um, you had to buy his own merch for him to sign. You could only get one item signed and all this. Other, it had to be this size by whatever. Cool. I'm not going to wait in that line, whatever. I didn't wait for the line. No big deal. So later that night, I went to do a draft, a live draft with the Eat uh, Sleep Fantasy guys. Um, went to do that. We had rented out, or we had a little area that they had all just for us. And Zeke was at the at the same place that we were doing our live draft. Um, and he was in there by him. It was him and like two of his friends or two of his his whatever's i don't know what they were to him maybe they were friends and they were all hanging out getting a drink i needed a drink i went inside to get a drink i see zeke there i'm like i mean what do you do it's like it's a player for the team that you root for of course you're gonna be yeah. like oh my god so i was starstruck and then i was like 
starting to try to talk to him. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, like, uh, I'm a big Cowboys yeah. fan. And his friends were like, you got to go. And I was like, excuse me. And then Zeke's like, you got to go. And he was like yelling at me. Right. I'm like, holy crap. Zeke Elliott's yelling at me. Right. And it was after all this stuff had come out about him and, you know, the, the stuff that got him suspended and everything. So like, I get he, they didn't want like women around or whatever in a, in a weird, you know, in a bar setting or whatever. I guess that was the reason why. But anyway, the way he came about it was just like very off-putting. I just like, yeah. I've never had somebody and somebody let's like, that famous and stuff like for you to act like that like i didn't come up to you and hound you about all kinds of stuff i was just you know like hey what's up i'm a cowboys fan and whoa like come on bro really you were charging people all this money to sign autographs i'm not even asking you for an autograph i'm just coming over here to tell you you know like i appreciate you basically is what i'm trying to say and maybe I had a couple of drinks in my system, but yeah. so you know, I take that. So I get a little bit more on edge. Like, yeah, you should have seen what Zeke Elliott was saying about me. Oh, man. <laughs> he was like, let's box. I was like, no, not tonight. <laughs> but like, no. Nice. So it was just like, like a really crappy situation. Uh, you know, when you meet somebody that you you are a fan of or whatever, and then they turn out not to be the person you thought they were. Then a little disappointing. Yeah, it's, sure. yeah, it's pretty disappointing. And then you just got to sit back and just watch them on and cheer for them on TV, even though they're not the greatest person in the world. That's Whoa. unfortunate because I sent my wife this uh, YouTube link about five minutes ago because she said, you got a woman on? I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a- so I said, <laughs> you might be watching this now and you Sorry. might have broken your heart about Zeke. Uh, oh, so, I mean, it was a situational thing too. I mean, and that was back in the, in the time period where he wasn't, he didn't grow up yet. Like he hadn't got his, I mean, honestly, he wears the Yankee shirts down in parades. See, I think that had just happened like a couple months before or whatever, too. Right. So, like, I had people from the local Dallas media reach out to me, like guys that are on the radio here, like the fan and all that stuff, and 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 had pe- them either reach out to me and be like, "I'm sorry to hear about your situation. I've heard that that has been a situation he's done to other people too. You're not the only one." Or you know, this is a stressful time for him. So, you know, it's kind of like just brush it off. It's no big yeah, deal. It may be, it may be understandable. Like, yeah, you know, and, he, with his boys and he might get a pro, yeah. you might have been the hundredth person to exactly. approach him. Exactly. And so I get that. Yeah. And I totally get that. But it just, but it's still frustrating as it's a fan. It still is frustrating as a fan because I was like, okay, if you were, if, if you, there it was super crowded you couldn't hear me i tapped you on the shoulder i grabbed my phone out and like try to take a selfie with you real quick i get that i'm I'm up there getting a drink trying to make conversation and at the same time kind of internally freaking out because here's a guy that i see on tv that i see when i go to games that is the face of the dallas cowboys and then like whoa like i think that liquid courage got me to even like talk to him so (laughs) so you're a big, so you're clearly a big Romo mm-hmm. uh, supporter. What is your, what, how are you on Dak? Where are you on with this all nonsense with Dak? Where are you at with him? With Dak? No, I, okay. So Dak Prescott. So when he took over for Tony Romo, it was like my heart broke into a million pieces. So I was like, no, Tony isn't done. He's great. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they treat him like that. Um, so I didn't like Dak for like a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? He's helping this team. He's a good guy. It's not his fault that, you know, Tony Romo, the, that this happened. Um, should, should Romo have come in in that playoff game, like halftime? I don't know if it really would have. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just like a, just like a spark. I mean, Dak wasn't no. really – I don't know. 
Romo came. He came in in that garbage. <laughs> it would have been game. interesting. Just like when he came in in that garbage game that season. Yeah. Like he was just like bam, 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 touchdown. All right, ran off the field. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And if he would. <laughs> And, and he probably liked that a lot. He's like, see, I still have it. You guys are over here. But anyway, yep. I, yeah, I think that if he did come in during that playoff game, I think um, – I don't know how things would have changed for the future, you know. I don't know if they would have been like, oh, you know, let's uh, do what we can to keep this man, you know, happy. Right, right, right. So where do you – so uh, you like where the Cowboys are at right now? I, do. I mean, do they need to sign Dak? Is this going to be a Kirk Cousins situation? Yeah. I hope it's not a Kirk Cousins situation, although I was really happy when Kirk Cousins left Washington because I really like Kirk Cousins and it made me hurt as a Cowboys fan to like. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, but yeah, with him, I mean, I really hope that doesn't happen. I think that they can make him happy. I think that the, that the weapons that he has around him, the people that he has on the team with him, they have so much chemistry and he's, I mean, there's so money. He, it's, I really want him. I know the whole contract thing is like what's going on every every day is something you know you hear this that and the other thing about Dak Prescott it finally started dying down now because of all the, the stuff that had happened but um yeah I, I I just we've lived through the period of time between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo where there was baseball player quarterbacks and and guys who couldn't stay clean and guys who did this and guys who did that I don't want to do that again. I don't want to have to cross who's my your, fingers. So who's your who's your favorite um, a dynasty asset on Dallas right now? My favorite dynasty asset on Dallas is probably Michael Gallup, in my opinion. My really? girl. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can get down with that. Nice. Yeah. So for the value of especially for the value, especially. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Um, he, I, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but like they've been able to do it in the past, have multiple guys with thousand plus yard seasons. I mean, he's had thousand plus yard seasons. It's not, yeah, they're adding in um, CD lamb and, and Blake Jarwin's getting all the hype right now in the fantasy community. Right. Um, Zeke's obviously a fantasy asset you want to have. Um, you know, even Pollard has has value too because I mean he's talented on his own accord. Um, but with Michael Gallup, I just think that he's going to do well with the Cowboys if he was to play for another team. I think his opportunities would even skyrocket more than they already are. Um, he's one of those guys I just feel safe with. You know, I don't think that he's going to ball out every game, but I just feel safe having him on my roster. So you think um, the future is Gallup, Lamb? As a, and Cooper is just uh he's just a journeyman. He'll be a journeyman at some point eventually. Yeah, I, my I just really I like Amari Cooper a, a whole lot. Like Amari Cooper is obviously a talented wide receiver, um, athletic, uh, a great target for Dak. But at the same time, there's been games where he's fallen off too. Yeah. And, and and those guys all all the wide receivers are talented. So look at it from a money standpoint. Look at it from a you know, I mean, Michael Gallup and, and CeeDee Lamb are both these young guys that are over here. I'm not saying that Amari Cooper's not a, you know, but I, I think he, he he will work well in another team as well. I think they'll be able to get something for him. I think that I, I know his contract situation. I know that they, they threw, you know, they were like money. Um, so 
we have to wait a while, but um, yeah, I, I'd like to see Gallup and Lamb be the one A, one B. Nice, my man. I mean, I just want points. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a big Dallas. Uh, I mean, clearly, I'm not. You either love Dallas, the Cowboys or you hate them. I mean, I'm a Giants hater, mm-hmm. and Dallas. I, I just, I know, I, I bleh, I'm like blob on Dallas, you know. So. I have Lamb. I you know I have a number of I have Zeke in one of my oldest dynasty leagues. I have Zeke. I've, um, have you traded Zeke anywhere? When like when is it? When are you going to trade? Start trading Zeke? Is it is now the time or next season? Or was it last season or? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have any Zeke anymore. So. Wow. That's probably- apparently it was last year. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it might have been last year. I think. I don't exactly know what I traded for. God, my brain cannot focus on fantasy leagues right now. Like, what players I have, where. Like, I, I, some, I don't know what's going on with my brain. I'm getting them all mixed up. But I don't yeah. think I have any Zeke anywhere anymore. But I know that I did have them at one point in at least two leagues. Nice. Casey, how many? How many leagues are you in? Good question. I'm not in Since a crazy people. number. It's probably like seven. I would think. Okay. I think I counted yeah. it the other day, like seven now or eight. You're- you're primarily redraft and dynasty is you, you're still so, getting into dynasty. Like you're still like, is that, what, what's the, uh, is it the ratio? Um, I'm actually, I think I'm only in like, I think my home league's the only redraft league I'm going to be in besides like, I think the fighting chance fantasy league we're going to do is going to be redraft as well, mm. but like, and like yeah, stuff, yeah. And stuff like that. So like stuff that you already know is going to be, but like the stuff mm. that I'm like set in stone, I'm always in this league. Like most yeah. of them are dynasty leagues. Now I've gotten in with, I'm in a, a couple with Russ, uh, one of the trade addicts leagues. And, and I've only been doing dynasty for a couple of years. So most of my rosters are kind of black just because I was still getting the hang of it. I was in a I John Bosch league, but I had a piece out because my brain just couldn't compute too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't uh, click for me. Yeah. I got my first dynasty league in 2014 and it, it didn't click for me mm-hmm. until like two or three years later. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, then it's just like, yeah. I hit this groove and I like, okay, now yeah. I, I like, I learned how to wheel and deal and it's all about exactly. trading and, uh-huh. Get, but, gaining assets and player value and uh, it's so important. Like you is. have to have a mindset, a different mindset than uh, redraft. And and that's what it's become now. Redraft leagues for me, like I have my set in stone home league redraft and like, like two or three redrafts that I'm committed to. And then I just do charity redraft stuff. Yeah. Basically, at this point, like yeah, the just, Bowl and the Hunger Bowl and the Scott yeah. Scott yeah, Bowl, those, and yeah, 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 Down Under Bowl. So, and then then yeah. everything's Dynasty. So it's really awesome. Yeah, I'm down to That's three cool. redraft leagues, and two of them are affiliated with the Buffalo Wild Wings that I work with. Wow. So it's like you know, all my regulars are in it. In fact, one of my regulars and I, we we run our drafts back to back Saturday and Sunday every year, and we use a big, we project it on the big screen and all. So. We always talk about, okay, when are we going to do our draft? And he texted me the other day, said, we still doing fantasy? I was like, look, we're going to pretend like everything's good until it's not. Yeah. So we scheduled our drafts yeah. and uh, set the dates or whatever and had to push it back a week later. Usually we do it a week and a half before the season, but we're doing it the weekend before because of my mm. house closing stuff. And I was like, all right, let's rock and roll, you know. And one of my regulars was sitting at the bar, and she was like, are we doing fantasy this year? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm. We're in. Yeah. So nice. you know, we're, gonna, we're just going to run it like – like everything's normal. And I, I told him, 
I told the guy, the other guy that commissions the other league, I said, you know, I'll put some bylaws together that will kind of yeah. run through some scenarios and we'll see what happens. But, you know, redraft is crazy. It, it, I think it's going to be easier to run dynasty leagues through this season than it will redraft because at least you can continue yeah. having fun through. I, yeah. I hate, yeah. I hate to know what happens if something happens, if the season gets canceled in week four yeah. and you, you just refund money, it's over, you know? Yeah. So I know yeah. but the, the league that I commission is the home league that we do with the all women league. Um, and I, when we were on our podcast last week, we or we had ta- when we were talking, we were talking about, have you come up with bylaws and things for mm-hmm. the season? Have you done this? Have you, I'm like, I haven't, done anything but ask everybody if they're still cool with like which way do you want to do it since we're not going to do it in person like how do you want to do do you want to do it via you know video chat do you want to do just get on the app and and draft that way how do you guys want to do it but like (laughs) i don't want to like i don't know why it's giving me so much anxiety but i'm like i don't want (laughs) to it's just like a fun redraft league so it shouldn't be this like chaotic for me for some reason just draft running backs yeah yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Just keep going, running back, running back, running back. Oh, it's, it's round seven. Still another running back. I did that a couple years ago. I drafted in the seven of the first nine, nine rounds. I drafted running backs in a in a redraft. Yeah. It was like I just I kept turning around. And I was like, oh, that's a good running back, and I get receiver so, later. So, so speaking of running backs, I mean, look at this this trade that Bill McCarthy just made here. I posted up uh, up top here. He he just traded Mixon for Sutton and Gallup. Where do you guys where do you guys land on that? Go ahead, Mixing Kate. For- I, got I mean, I- <laughs> um, Sun and Gallup, I they are insanely talented, and they are so uh, stable on your team. And Mixon is a great running back, um, but he's not one of those guys that ever gets really put in that contention, like at the top consensus rankings. Um, I don't <laughs> – this is one that I might have to, like, look at for a while because I like bo- both of those – It I guess it depends on my running back situation because I like both of those those wide receivers a ton. You're probably improving your wide receivers by a lot getting those guys. Well, why don't why don't we look at the guy that made this trade right now? Holy moly, here's Bill McCarthy. Hey. 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 What's going on? <laughs> Let's hear about this trade. Take care of it. Hey, uh, Casey, do you know Super Duper Flex? Do you guys cross paths? I've never actually spoken like via chat, um, via video chat or anything like that. We no, we're in, we're in one league together that we started this offseason. Uh, Russ's wow. hidden, hidden uh, trade addicts league. Oh, yeah, because uh, I wasn't supposed to be any more leagues. And he's like, well, this isn't another. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. So you there. guys are in a league together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a startup this offseason. Yeah. What? No, it's a trade addicts league, you said? No, not this one. This no. one is like some of Russ's friends that wanted to like experience Dynasty and had never really. I mean, Russ they really had, you know, get them so free. Like, hey, like, guys, come in here with these sharks I know that host yeah. podcasts. Well, that's what we were saying. We're like, are you like, <laughs> but then at the same time, I think there might be like, I don't know. I think those maybe uh, Russ's like alter egos. So he's got a couple of teams going. This sounds super weird. So yeah. <laughs> friends were like, we don't know anything about Dynasty. Well, the we, uh, and Bill and Casey were like, hey, yeah, let's get a league together. Right? <laughs> really, like, I'll take free money. Free money. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's like, do you want to be in it? And I was like, I'm not going to be in any more leagues. But then, but then I was like, 
Damn it. <laughs> that always happens, right? And you're just like, oh, yeah. Out house ass, I'll go in. Yeah. Yeah. We brought Bill on to talk about this trade. So, Nick yeah, Bill like so- basically, this is a team that I, um, I'm kind of at the end of a, like, I might have to start a rebuild coming up. And uh, I don't feel real. I don't feel like my team is going to really compete this year. And I'm not super high on mixing just because like when I get to the point where there's a guy that if he busts in a year that his value drops significantly, mm-hmm. I don't really want him on my team anymore. And I kind of feel like that's where Mixon's at. Um, you know, his, his value is a first round uh, dynasty asset right now. And I mean, maybe I didn't get that getting these two guys, but I just feel like Sutton and Gallup are two young guys. I feel Gallup's probably a little undervalued. Um, maybe Sutton might be a little overvalued at the moment. So maybe they kind of counter each other a little bit, but um, I feel like I'm getting two younger uh, wide receivers that are going to help me longer, you know, going along with my rebuild. You know, that was kind of my thought process. The other thing was I saw on Twitter where he had made a, a tweet about, you know, making the right decision coming up. And so I was a little worried that he might actually opt out this year. So uh, that can, so those were that was a driver to make the move. But I mean, you know, I don't hate the trade. I, I probably didn't get value. You make a good point because you talked about the context of your team, and that's always important when when mm-hmm. when you're talking about a trade because everyone when when you put these trade polls on, yeah, a lot of a lot of people that that post trade polls on Twitter will just give you the basics. And there's, it's so much more than that. How many starters? Mm-hmm. Like you know, how yeah, light are you what, here? What like? Yeah. Yeah. What is? Yeah. What you know? What? How? How? How big's the league? Is it yeah. a super flex? Is there a tight end premium? You know, you need to know mm-hmm. a lot of the intricacies that go go into making a deal. So, but but the trade polls are fun because they yeah, give you an idea of where you know it just gives you another avenue to understand player value, and that's what we all we all strive to to achieve. Right. So yeah. So when you gave us, when you started in, when Bill started in with the background of of the deal, like that was right away. I was like, this is this is awesome. This is exactly what you want to hear in order to understand why why you went with this deal, and it makes a lot of sense. My only no, issue with this is is that I don't think you got the value. I mean, you're talking about a first rounder versus a a fourth and a seventh or eighth or whatever. I think that. In terms of like ADP value, you just it, it came a little short for me. Like I would have rather yeah, yeah. Had a little bit high, a, a little bit higher end. And I like Sutton. Mm-hmm. I don't like Drew Locke, so that kind of scares me. But um, <laughs> I like Sutton fine, and you know I'm a big Gallup guy, especially for the value. But I, I feel like you're missing the premium asset that you should have gotten back to Mixon. Yeah, that's legit. I mean, but at the same time, you know, you're you're in a, a 12 team or in this particular case, a 14 team league. So your options are a little bit more limited. I agree as a whole, like market wise, I probably didn't get what I should have. Uh, But you got, you know, 14 teams in this league, you got maybe six people that are looking for running backs and you got three people that might have the assets to make a move and are willing to make the move. So it kind of, Sometimes you just have to make the move that you can if your goal is to move the asset, you know. And Absolutely. I mean, but but I agree. Like, I mean, I I definitely could have, in an open market, got, done better and gotten maybe more of an elite player back. But if it wasn't this year. You yeah. know, everything uh, like Bill saying, yeah. it, and it's very specific to league. You know, every every league is going to value players different. It's going to trade different. Some places you may be able to trade a stud for a truckload, you know, like a, you know, back to Brinks truck up. They get, you know, people get stingy and, you know, you just have to make the move you can. And I understand that. So I think maybe I might've waited till 
mix in with scoring points and Gallup yeah. mixed in with that group and see what happens. And yeah, and that was, you. so that was definitely funny. the risk. Yeah. So that, that was kind of my, th- that whole tweet kind of pushed fast right. forward that, on me. Mm-hmm. I, so it's probably me freaking out slightly, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I better yeah, do but I mean, if, we don't know who's going to yeah. opt out and who's going to be, you know, now we do, of course, but at the mm-hmm. time, yeah, uh, you know, a few days ago, you had no clue. So yeah. that's fair enough. I uh, think I'm going to have to go and make some trades now. <laughs> anyway, so wait, how about this? Ready? Thanks for tuning in to the Dynasty Outbound Podcast!